Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the group editor of Woman and Woman Home magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on TV Times, What's on TV and TV and Satellite Week magazines. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 21st of July 2023, including the return of acclaimed Disney Plus series The Bear and prime video drama 15 Love, starring Aidan Turner as a tennis coach facing allegations of abuse. And we'll also be checking out Jamie Foxx and John Boyega in Netflix film comedy They Cloned Tyrone, and catching up with Messrs Beckett and Ranganathan as Robin Ramesh versus Returns on Now TV. But first in, what is in the news? Well, Hannah, we've already had the family Stallone, which we talked about a while back. Well, <laughs> he's he's back. Sylvester Stallone will open up about his colourful life and career in the Netflix documentary Sly, which takes an in-depth look at some of his most famous creations. What else is in the news? Well, something quite up my street, I would say. A sequel to the prime video comedy, Your Christmas or Mine, which will air this December with new cast member Jane Krakowski joining lovebirds James and Haley for some of the festive family chaos in an alpine ski resort. Got my name all over it. <laughs> well, I think this is, I know I say this a lot, but it's, it, it's a good week this week because I'm pretty keen on all of our choices and there's, there's quite a variety of things as well. Starting with the, the return of something rather tasty, on Disney Plus, it's Series 2 of The Bear. And here's a clip. It's a facelift, it's not a gut. The bear, it is a facelift and a gut. It's, it's going to take six months to open. To be six months? That's being what? Confident? Cocky. Crazy. Still thinking Chaos Menu? Yeah, Chaos Menu, but um, thoughtful. So, Series 1 of this was very well received by the critics and by the audience i think it's set in chicago and for the uninitiated a chef a sort of top level chef carmy when his brother committed suicide he returned to his brother's sandwich shop it's really about the, the team of people who work there and the challenges they face and their interactions and and it was very much you know when he, when he first arrived it's called the beef this hot sandwich shop and when he first arrived, because he's this fancy chef, it was like, you know, who do you think you are bringing all your kind of fancy Michelin star ideas to the, to our place? And anyway, as we return for season two, he now has ambitions to turn it into a top, top quality restaurant. It's a great series. It's, it, I think it's unlike anything else that's on at the moment. The, the way it's shot, it feels very immersive. And the dialogue just, just feels very natural it doesn't really feel like a scripted drama it feels almost elements of it are almost improvised and in some ways it's I find it quite difficult to watch because like a lot of dramas set in professional kitchens there's a high level of stress and anxiety and particularly as we rejoin the action and he and the team are kind of working out how much it's going to cost to sort of rebrand and refit this restaurant and everything seems to be going wrong the fire alarm's going off all the equipment is knackered they're trying to get some money from um 
Jimmy, who's uh, the uncle, he's played by the brilliant Oliver Platt. So it's it's quite a kind of stressful watch in a way, but, but it's just really, really high quality stuff with a great, great cast. Um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out with the team as they embrace this new challenge against the odds is this one that you like the look of hannah did you like series one i did and i know exactly what you mean about being stressful i always think this with like you know gordon ramsay's kitchen nightmare or whatever they're called these days and um it's just such a high level of stress and i don't really i mean i, I get it but you can't sort of when you think about a restaurant you you can't think it can be that stressful but it really is like you say right from the sort of the bottom line um and funding it all right through to the sort of day-to-day um running or something like that where you you know you're you're literally the people that are coming every day are your biggest critics and let's be honest people don't generally um give good feedback they only kind of give feedback when they've got something bad to say which i've noticed on kind of loads of you know, trip advisors and what have you and this just i don't know this feels just so real and so um it's a journey isn't it really it's an absolute journey and you're and you're behind them the whole way but it is quite difficult to watch and people do lose their tempers and you don't always see the best side of people in this setting well this next one had your name all over it hannah uh, on Prime Video, it's a new drama series called 15 Love. And here's a clip. I know who you are. You are two wins away from your first Grand Slam title. I know what happened to you. <laughs> Something like that is really hard to recover from. Some people are hard to recover from. Like Glenn Latvorn? No, stop. So sorry, Justine, but we have to close this chapter. Well, it's perfect timing, isn't it? Because Wimbledon, of course, has whetted our appetite um, for anything to do with tennis. And, you know, even in that sort of that big final at the weekend with the slamming of the tennis racket um, and the kind of emotions that go on in these situations, this is, it sort of encapsulates all of that. It's a, it's a really tense drama so you know you when you see these people that are on the top of their game they're there because a they're exceptionally good um clearly and have a natural talent but also the training that goes into that that we just don't see and that's that's sort of you know the same for every um top athlete i suppose but this is a really tense drama because this looks at the world of kind of elite tennis so we see um it's a six-part series and it, and it follows this one-time tennis prodigy justine pierce um who's had a really meteoric rise uh, a bit like this weekend um uh, to superstardom and suddenly somebody you had never heard of necessarily was splashed all across every form of media and um she's been guided by her very charismatic coach glenn Lapthorne, who's played by Aidan Turner. Now, coaches play a huge part, as we know. You know, at the very end of a match, uh, very often a tennis player runs up to their trainer before even their family. They're so close, they're living together. But um, it takes quite a dark turn because um, she's, she's absolutely incredible. She's kind of the future. But there's a grand slam and her dreams shattered and she has a terrible wrist injury um, during the French Open and she's she's ditched by her coach. The trouble is 
there's a level of abuse here that um, she makes claims about that coach several years on. And it divides the world. And what goes from being, to be honest with you, this wasn't what I expected at the very beginning. And that's why I enjoyed this so much, because it kind of took turns and who do you believe, who don't you believe? She's clearly angry. She was young. She was brilliant. Then she had this injury. It didn't work out for her. He's clearly a nice looking man, has got all the charisma and the chat that goes with that. But he's also an exceptionally good um, trainer. And you see this play out. And uh, to me, I well, I thought it was really well done, incredibly dramatic, emotional, and absolutely every ingredient to make this a bit of a hit. What did you think? Yeah, I liked it, I must say. And I wasn't sure quite what to expect. My worry with these dramas based around sport is how convincingly they're going to be able to do it to show the big events and also the actors playing the sport on the screen it works pretty well uh, I think in this I'm not quite sure about Aiden's skills with a tennis racket but I mean uh, <laughs> Ella Lily Highland who plays Justine well I mean she looks really convincing as a young tennis star but she I, I just think she's a great talent she's a really really great performance in this role as a former prodigy who who left the game and now she's a physio but she's working at um a tennis academy this very posh tennis academy called longwood and glenn has gone on to work with a new young player who has won a grand slam and now he's coming back to the academy and justine didn't know that was going to happen so this is going to stir up lots of old feelings but it's yeah it's she makes these claims of abuse is it because she felt he abandoned her as a coach is it because she was jealous at one point it it looks as though they're going to be able to kind of rub along okay together at the academy and in fact they have a rather bizarre scene they have a sort of exhibition game don't they at night (laughs) it's very dark (laughs) i'm not sure it's such a good idea so yeah i (laughs) i really liked episode one and you're just not sure who to believe at this point which is exactly what you want and we're it's obviously going to play out with more flashbacks to their time together as coach mm. and tennis player. So, yeah, I'm pleasantly surprised. I think it's going to be a good one. Over on Netflix, a new feature film arriving on Friday, the 21st of July. It's called They Cloned Tyrone. And here's a clip. Hey, Ski. I'm a dope boy, remember? Excuse me, kind sir. But if you could pour me to the elevator that leads down to the Fiki Laboratory. Don't let the back door on I'll be out your atmosphere. Let's get my. We're on the scene trying to figure out what has happened. This is a pretty unusual one, I have to say. It's got a very good cast. Kiefer Sutherland. You've got John Boyega of Star Wars fame. And you've got the fabulous Jamie Foxx. So it might remind you a little bit of movies like get out which use the horror genre to make satirical comments about racism basically but it's also got a real flavor of those classic blaxploitation movies that um tarantino kind of revisited in jackie brown the music and and the fashions and and so on and yeah it's pretty unusual i mean it's great to see boyega he plays 
he's really a drug dealer, Fontaine. Um, and he's so different in this. He's really kind of dead-eyed. He's got all these gold teeth. And, yeah, he's, he's an uncompromising um, drug dealer with, with various rivals on his turf. And Jamie Foxx is the standout as this pimp called Slick Charles. He looks amazing. He's got this massive afro. He wears these outrageous clothes. And he just gets all the best lines. And he makes a terrific double acts with this sex worker yo-yo played by Tayona Paris anyway the gist of it is it's not really a spoiler so Boyega's character gets shot dead as a result of a sort of war with another drug dealer but then he seems to come back to life how has this happened and he hooks up with Slick Charles and Yo-Yo and the three of them start to uncover this mystery. I'm not going to give too much away, but it's something is going on that is related to kind of controlling the behavior of black people. But it's done in a very stylish and very amusing. It almost becomes a bit of a caper in a way. It's I've not really seen anything like it before. Um, so it's got great comedy. It's got action. It's got ingenious ideas but above all, Jamie Foxx is just having the time of his life. So, yeah, I wasn't expecting too much of this. But, I, yeah, it was it was very, very different and, and really enjoyable. And, yes, Kiefer Sutherland pops up as well as one of the baddies. What did you think, Hannah? Jamie Foxx is pretty cool in this, isn't he? <laughs> he really does play the part well. Um, I, I didn't think this would be something I particularly liked. It's a sci-fi comedy. I just didn't, yeah, just didn't think it would sort of be my kind of fit but to be honest with you I, I did enjoy it and also I like anything that sort of you know the idea that, that they're uncovering some kind of government conspiracy in whatever form that would be you know in this one you know cloning it's I don't know it just captured me because I thought oh, I, my brain goes to the place that thinks could this actually happen and they have to stop those dark thoughts here and that's what has happened to me um but I know I thought it was really good um and just really dramatic and exciting and it just i don't know it was it's just a bit different i think something different to what we've seen before next up over on skymax and now tv it's the return of one of hannah's favorite shows <laughs> rob and romesh versus and here is a clip rom and i are back ready to throw ourselves into the most weird bad guy <laughs> and wonderful worlds yes yes together we're going on a journey of discovery is that your card yes right there the three of clubs to find out what we like and what we don't i mean we know the drill now don't we i mean it is so brilliant that it's been commissioned for a fifth series. I'm not the only person that absolutely loves this. Um, we've seen them take on drag, the West End, play tennis with Sir Andy Murray. They've done most things, haven't they? And this is exactly the same all over again. So there are a number of different challenges for these two. And um, they just get, well, in my opinion, they just get funnier and funnier as a duo because I think the more time you spend together, the more you bounce off each other and the more you know each other and the more you can kind of put the boot in a bit like any comedian can um, in ribbing people and the things that really irritate them. So for me, I think this is it is it's just great. It works all over again. This format absolutely works. So there's lots of different challenges here. 
one of the challenges is um, they have to do agility um, with dogs. Yes, and they'll be doing that in front of 8,000 people. Um, so they've got a look, I mean, and also, <laughs> dare I say, it, they're not in the best shape of their lives, are they? And, and when you do, if you've ever watched dog agility, you need to run quite fast. So um, yeah, you can imagine what those training sessions will be like. That's, that's one of them. Um, they've got Robin Ramesh versus K-pop, uh, where they go to South Korea. And they learn a bit more about the music phenomenon and they have to perform. And that's as we've kind of seen that music side from them before. And it is quite funny. Um, we've got them versus classical music again, just putting them into extreme scenarios and um, seeing them do things uh, because they're both very competitive to see who can do better. And uh, their narrative and their, the way they bounce off each other, it just it's just a hit for me. I can just see them as long as they can think of a challenge. I can see this continuing for many seasons to come. You, you like it though, don't you? Ian? Yeah, I think I'm a relatively recent convert because for me, this is a bit like the kind of league of their own road trip shows, but without the deadwood. And I do think Rob and Ramesh, they're, they're a perfect double act. They work so well together. The first episode, which dropped on, Wednesday the 19th sees them going to Las Vegas to learn how to be magicians <laughs> they're taught by the brilliant pen and teller and they're going to do some street magic and they're also going to do an act as part of Penn and Teller's Vegas stage show they've been resident there for years and the first thing they try to learn is called a French drop it's a sleight of hand trick like the old you know um, cup and ball kind of illusion and just watching Rob <laughs> try to get to grips with that is absolutely hilarious so yeah I'm a total convert I think they're just great I mean I, I enjoy them was it the BAFTAs that they presented together and yeah they just really kind of spark off each other and, and I think their two personalities that and their two comic personas work very well together so yeah I thought it was an absolute treat and I can't wait for the Crufts one as well <laughs> I must say. Now, we've got to that time, Hannah, where we find out uh, what you've been binging on. So please reveal all. I very much enjoyed the Wimbledon finale. Um, I do like an underdog, so I was uh, loving that. And also, I went to see the screening of Barbie this week. What? Oh, yes, I did. It's not out <laughs> I yet. know. I got an early view. And, um, and I laughed out loud. I did not know what to expect, but it was great. We should talk about this next weekend. Definitely. And I think I'm going to try and see Oppenheimer as well because it's the big double release, yes. isn't it? Yeah. Well, I burned through the whole series of Quarterback on Netflix, which uh, we've previously talked about. I love that. And I also watched a film that's been around for a long time, but I hadn't seen it before, The Squid and the Whale, which is also on Netflix, which is about a uh, family going through divorce and... It's very funny. It's got Jeff Daniels playing the dad and Jesse Eisenberg as the older of the two sons. And that's worth a look if you like sort of uh, New York intellectual domestic comedies. <laughs> It'll be right up your street. Um, now, we've just got time to look ahead to next week's offerings. So what's on the menu, Hannah? Well, the great Elle Fanning stars in all fours true crime drama about a teen suicide 
the girl from Plainville. And Zach Galifianakis <laughs> of the Hangover fame is the man behind a stuffed toy phenomenon in the Beanie Bubble on Apple TV+. So we look forward to those and much, much more. But in the meantime... Watching.